All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to B&T Talk Sports. I'm T, and with me is B. What's up, Ben? What's up? Uh, doing right. good. How, how, how are you doing? Doing all right. I think Great. since the last time we talked, we did a little switcheroo. So now I'm in Utah, and Ben is back home in Virginia. So oh yeah, we are still keeping it remote, but keeping it keeping it cool yeah so of course we uh oh man it's also it's just unfortunate because we just are in this dead space of sports like i'm watching the little league world series and that's the most entertaining thing on tv right now and so it's uh let's just say i'm excited for college football i'm excited for the nfl i'm excited for once college basketball NBA comes around in late October, I'm just really excited. But college basketball in November. College basketball in November. Oh, there might be some preseason. There might be some random yeah, scrimmages yeah. here and there in October. But yeah, November. Basically. Heck, they're scrimmaging. A lot of teams are scrimmaging now. A lot of college basketball teams are on the road. Uh, University of Virginia, for example, is in Italy right now. Um, on their Italy foreign tour. Uh, I saw Auburn men's basketball was playing Israel. So um, yeah, and they lost. They did lose. <laughs> but I don't know if that's like the national team or like just a random Israeli yeah. league team. Dude, screw Bruce Pearl and screw Auburn. That's all I have to say. Good. Good for Israel, dude. <laughs> Given some recent events, I might have to agree with you there. So <laughs> also, also, um, sh- I want to shout out a Little League World Series player, Brody Jackson, who put that is he's eleven years old. He's four yeah, eleven. Yeah, yeah. And no, no, nope, nope. We'll let. Why don't we just let? Let's just let our listeners look up Brody Jackson. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. We don't. You know, what I just if, wanted to shout him out. Yeah. What if Chelsea and Sarah listen to this? Then they'd have no idea who we're talking about. So it's fine. Uh, that's fair. But <laughs> anyways, anyways, uh, we can segue into. We've touched base. This is our seventh episode. We've touched base on most sports, except baseball. And like we said, you know, there's not a lot happening right now. But there is baseball happening. It's just unfortunately is kind of near the end in the sense of there's not I don't know, there's just not a lot going on. It's not playoff time. And so obviously there's the wild card race and all these division and league races and pressure to finish well. So Yeah. But Ben, you're you're the baseball guy. Like straight up, I'm not. You've played baseball longer than me. I we have one historic season together. That's the only historic season. That's the only season I ever played baseball in eighth grade for Kansas State. <laughs> for, our, <laughs> I can't. for our fall ball team, where we just play Colorado State. No, no, we played. Uh, it was Tennessee. There, was, oh. there wasn't enough teams to sign up, so we just played the same team every week for like two months. So that was it. Was fun though. I I had a good time, but yeah. Uh, and your dad was the coach, and my dad was a base coach, I believe, with the uh, 
Todd Baldacci. It was a good time. <laughs> good times, dude. Good, good times. times. But yeah, but you know, you've played baseball throughout high school and you keep up with baseball really well. And you your favorite team has had a lot of success in the past but right now they're definitely on the losing end of things so I know it's the season has been hard but why don't you kind of give us a little rundown of what's happening in baseball what you expect to happen as far as Mm -hmm. contenders for the world series as far as maybe I know your main team the team I was referring to is the Detroit Tigers but you also have a lot of ties with the Dodgers Mm-hmm. And you've been to many a games in your life, and so yeah, you know, just give us give us and give us a basic rundown on what's going on. Give the listeners what they want. Cool, sounds good. Yeah, so I'm a Detroit Tigers fan. Um, a couple of days ago, we finally fired our GM after seven years. He averaged um, over the course of seven years, his average record was 67 and 95. So. <laughs> Shout out Alamila. Um, see you never. Goodbye. Good riddance. Farewell. Um, yes, yeah, so the Tigers are kind of a you know what show. Um, but they fired their GM. Uh, they're gonna be working with their manager, AJ Hinch. He's gonna have big input as to uh who the next GM is, which is good because AJ Hinch was the manager of the Houston Astros when they first got good. He won a World Series of the Houston Astros. He was fired. Uh, due to um, some Astros things that went on. Um, but he was suspended mm-hmm. for a full year and then became the Tigers manager last year. He's a great manager. It's one of the few things we have going for us right now. But he's a great baseball mind, someone that I really, really like, really think is good. And I think that him taking over the organization is going to be good. Uh, but no one really cares about the Detroit Tigers, so I'm just going to give more of a broader rundown of Major League Baseball right now. So we just got out of the trade deadline. And really, you know, of course, if you know anything about baseball, you know that the biggest move made there was Juan Soto getting trade, traded from Washington to San Diego. And San Diego also got um, someone who used to be like the best reliever in baseball a couple of years ago. He's not as good now, but Josh Hader um, from Milwaukee. Um, he should, if he's able to kind of get it back together, I think he's going to be a big piece for them. Um, but really, you know, it's kind of an interesting situation with Juan Soto and along with Josh Bell, who's a good power hitting first baseman, getting traded from Washington to San Diego. Um, basically, Washington in, in the year of 2019 won the World Series over the Houston Astros. And then they were like, you know what, let's just never win again. Um, <laughs> very strange. They won it. And then their owner kind of had the philosophy of instead of paying everybody, let's get rid of everybody. We did it, everybody. Now let's quit. Um, I thought that that was kind of a strange idea, but oh, well, Juan Soto, for those who don't know, he's like a top five player in baseball. Um, I think he's Dominican. Um, He's 23 years old and he's a stud. He's just an absolute star. And so he'll be over there in San Diego with, Manny Machado, Fernando Tatis, those three in your lineup for the future is unreal because you have basically two of the top 10 players in baseball right now in terms of position players, and those two are 23 years old. 
And then Manny Machado's also, he's also really good. He's kind of like, I don't know exact age, but he's kind of, you know, no older than 30. You have him locked up full time. He's a great player as well. Um, they've got some good pitching, Hugh Darvish, Blake Snell. Um, I think San Diego is definitely going to be a team to watch. With that being said, I still don't think that that team has enough in the NL um, to really be big contenders. I really view the NL as two main contenders right now. Uh, we got the Los Angeles Dodgers and the New York Mets. I think those are the best teams in the National League. The Dodgers, they're just kind of the same well-oiled machines they usually are. Nothing special about them except for the fact that they just spend more money than everybody else, and they're also smarter than everybody else, which kind of gives them a, a kind of an advantage. It's hard to beat someone who's willing to get more, spend more money than you and is smarter than you. Um, the New York Mets, they had a new owner a few years ago. He's kind of a sleazy guy, but he's willing to spend a ton of money. And so they've been able to go out and spend money. They got Francisco Lindor as their shortstop. Um, they have their two top pitchers, Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer. If Max Scherzer is your second best pitcher, you're doing something really right because Max Scherzer is a top five pitcher in baseball. Jacob DeGrom, if healthy, is easily the best pitcher in baseball. And I would say, Jake Arrieta said this on Pardon My Take, that he thinks Jacob DeGrom's the best pitcher ever when healthy in terms of just pure stuff. And I tend to agree with that. Jacob DeGrom's nasty. Um, so those are the two teams in the NL with um, the other ones that I think can compete, can maybe throw them off. Um, you know, I think we're – we're leading towards the Dodgers Mets NLCS, but if there's anyone who messes with that, I think it's the Atlanta Braves who are the defending world series champions or the San Diego Padres. So I would say those are the main four teams. And I definitely put the Dodgers and Mets a step above um, San Diego and Atlanta in the AL. It's sort of similar, except I think there's just two teams that are just way better than everybody else. I don't think there's really anybody else close to be honest and that's the new york yankees and the houston astros um the yankees have struggled as of late and the astros have passed them for the best record in the al but for most of the season the yankees have really been probably the best team um i think the astros are a great great team they're just the model of consistency they've kind of turned into what sort of like the patriots were i mean that might be a little strong but they're kind of like you know, the Packers, the Chiefs, the Bills, they're just one of those teams that's just going to consistently be good no matter what. Um, they've got a Cy Young candidate right now, Justin Verlander, um, who's a fantastic pitcher. They still have guys like Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman. Um, they're just a really, really good team. And then the Yankees, of course, have Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton. Um, they have Garrett Cole as their primary pitcher. So they have a great team as well. Um, I'm going to guess that we have an ALCS of – I'm really not going out on a limb on this one. I think this is pretty chalky, but Yankees-Astros, ALCS, NLCS, Mets-Dodgers. I am going to say I think the Mets win the NL, and I think the Astros win the AL, and I am going to say that the Houston Astros beat the New York Mets in seven. So that's – honestly, once you get to those four teams – all of them are pretty close to even. 
all four have a great shot of winning the World Series. I'm going to go with Astros over Mets as of right now. That's kind of my baseball rundown as of right now. Yeah, that, that, wow, that was, that was great. We can just end the episode right there if we wanted to, honestly. Uh, my understanding of what you just said is basically the four best teams if we if there were a final four Yankees Astros Mets Dodgers and it's anyone's game if if there were the final four in the championship series any one of them could take it home that's what I think but this is like like we've discussed on previous podcasts, I like to go with trends and I like to go with my gut feeling and instinct. And you are very much here are the players, here's what they can do and produce. It's very it's very logical. And I'm more of the yeah, well, I'm not sure how I feel about them, even though the numbers I believe that numbers lie. So what I'm trying to say is I think there's some teams, and again, I don't want to say that my baseball opinion is perfect because it's not nowhere near perfect, nor is it good. But I will say um, Yankees, the last 10 games as of August 12th, 2022, their last games, they're two and eight. So – they traded away a big piece in Joey Gallo and whether or not he was an actual big piece. um, Some people didn't think it was some people did, but clearly it's made some kind of negative impact on the Yankees. Which is, which is weird, which like when you mentioned that, like it's true, but it makes no sense because Yankees fans hated him. And he was so bad for them, like so bad. Yeah. But, yeah, he's been traded to the Dodgers. And I haven't actually looked into what he's been doing for the Dodgers, but the Yankees have sucked ever since, which is kind of funny because they hated him so much and they were such a jerk to him. And then he leaves and now they stink, which I think is great. I love it. And again, maybe there's something about Joey Gallo that we don't know, whether he's just yeah. a cool guy or a locker room guy. Because the Dodgers, their past ten games, they're ten and zero. <laughs> so whether yeah. that's, whether you know there's a schedule, you know maybe the Yankees were actually well. We need to take a gander. I'll see who they've been playing these past ten games. Because if the Yankees are playing someone like the Nationals, then that's a different story. But I mean, the Yankees have played some good teams, but winnable games they've played. Yeah. The, yeah. Royals, Mariners, and Cardinals in their little stretch. Royals stink. Um, Mariners and Cardinals are both, as of today, playoff teams. Yeah, so – and then I will go check out the Dodgers. The Dodgers, they've been playing the Giants, the Padres, and the Twins. Three also very good teams. So, so, I don't think that's – so that's kind of that's impressive. That it is impressive. Off. But as as you already said, the Dodgers are also very good. So they're very very good. Um, and this is to me, you want a team that is hot in August because yeah, 
going into September, going to playoff time, it is it's crucial that you find your rotation, you find your groove, because right now the Yankees clearly there's something wrong. They're struggling. Um, but there's teams that have been doing very well. The Philadelphia Phillies are one. And I know that they, as of right now, they are in the playoffs. They're in the wild card. Um, there is also teams like the Mariners that during July had a really good stretch and seem they also are a wild card team. They seem to have found their groove. The Orioles have been doing very well and they're a half game back from the playoffs. Now, whether or not these teams are able to contend in against a Mets or an Astros type of team, that's a different story. But I do know that it could be a trap like game or series if the Yankees are going to go up against the Mariners or if the Mets go up against the Phillies or the Dodgers against even the Braves who, uh, who have a really good record as well. So all it takes is a few games and the season could be over. So I, I really like that. I also want to point out even the Cardinals, I'm looking at the stats Cardinals, their past 10 games are eight and two. So they're doing very well, but I think Mm -hmm. I'll, say an obvious and say my dad is a big angels fan. So I, if I were to say like any team was my team, it'd be the angels. I'm kind of going towards the Mariners right now. Again, recency bias. I've already talked about it in previous podcasts, but I went to a Mariners game earlier this summer, but how are the angels so amazingly bad? Like you have, Two of the best players in baseball, Mike Trout and Otani. But yet they – and they always seem to do it. Um, they always seem to get really good players but just can't can't win. So that's a, that's a whole other can of worms. But I know that that has to be at least mentioned <laughs> before – before, if we're talking about some of the best players, like you said, Juan Soto, whether it's what's his face, Fernando Tatis, also yeah. Padres, uh, pitchers, and Jacob DeGrom, Scherzer, Verlander. I mean, I feel like you can't talk about anyone without talking about Trout and Otani, but yet yeah. they're on the same team and their team is horrible. So, what, yeah, what do you think is happening in LA that is causing that? And what do you foresee that happening elsewhere, maybe in San Diego as well? Or do you basically want to say is, is baseball more, is it more important to have more average players that work better as a team and better pitchers and relievers? Mm-hmm. Or can you rely on two or three really, really good players and everyone else is just inconsistent? So that's a lot to, um, lot to take on, but I just yeah. To so like kind of like a depth versus star power sort of conversation a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So, so for me specifically with the angels, a big issue that they've had there 
is they never are able to get good pitching. Really, I mean, they have Shohei Otani. They signed Noah Syndergaard for this year who, like, he's just always hurt. Um, he's not really what he used to be. He ended up getting traded to the Phillies trade deadline. Um, they signed Anthony Rendon, who was a really good third baseman, big part of that uh, Washington Nationals World Series team. He is, like, practically not played. Um, they wasted, like, they had for years they had Albert Pujols, and he was immediately terrible once signing with them. Uh, I think a big issue there is they do have no depth. They seem to not get any good players from the farm system, which is a big thing. You really got to be able to develop players well. Um, so I, to answer the question, really, that's kind of what's wrong with the Angels, but you do need to have depth. You do need to have continuous guys coming up through your system who are good. Or you need to be so rich that you can go out and get all of them in free agency. Um, and so that's a big thing. Basically, when the Tigers were really good, like 10 or so years ago, they didn't have a great farm system, but they just traded and signed for all of these guys. Like they traded for Victor Martinez. They traded for Miguel Cabrera. Miguel Cabrera was kind of like a Juan Soto thing. They got him when he was like 23, 24. He was considered one of the best players in baseball, and they're just like, let's go get him. Because the Tigers owner then, it was right, he basically knew he was going to die at some point, and he was like, screw it. Like, I'm throwing all my money to try to win a World Series. And they developed Verlander. They developed, in a way, Max Scherzer. They got Max Scherzer before he reached the major leagues in trade. Um, they signed Prince Fielder. They're just able to throw tons of money out. I think San Diego will differ from the Angels in terms of they have depth. They have people who've come up through their system. Um, you know, players four through nine for the Padres are way better than what the Angels have four through nine in terms of position players. Much better bullpen, much better starting pitching. Um, the Padres are a really well-run organization. A.J. Preller, their GM, is really good. He's very aggressive, but he's also smart. He basically really what you need for sustained success um, is you need to have just constant um, good drafts where you're getting guys circling through the minor leagues up to the major leagues who can contribute at a decent level. Um, you need to be analytically kind of sound. So you got to be smart with your signings, get guys who might be cheap, but maybe they walk a lot. Um, maybe they hit for good average. Maybe this guy hits for good power. Um, just kind of find those like pieces. Uh, the Dodgers, they found Max Muncy was nothing when he got there. Now he's like an all-star every year. Um, you just have to be able to develop guys, find guys that no one else sees. You just have to be smart like that. Tampa Bay, Oakland, they're really good at that. Not spending money, but being smart. Um, or you have to spend money like crazy, like the Dodgers or the Yankees. What the Dodgers or the Mets even, what the Dodgers do really well is they have a GM who used to work for the Rays. So he has that knack for finding talent, for developing talent, for drafting well, and then also has the resources that the Dodgers has, has the money that the Dodgers have. So you can just go, you know what, we're going to sign Freddie Freeman you know what, we're going to sign, you know, whoever. 
Yeah. We're going to extend, but we're going to trade for Mookie Betts and extend them for years. So really, I think depth in baseball is what you need. You need that stability. You need to have a good system. You need to just be smartly run. So I would take a smartly run organization over one that's dumb, but just throws out a bunch of money. Ideally, you want to have both. You can win both ways, but the more sustainable, smart way is being smart in being able to have a good farm system, being able to find diamonds in the rough, kind of like the Rays do, kind of like the A's do. So to answer a long-winded answer to your question, I would go depth over star power when it comes to constructing a baseball team. Yeah, to be fair, I did give you a long-winded question. So <laughs> I, I gave you a lot to to consider, but I I really like that. I think – I think most people in any sport would say that same thing. Yeah. They would probably say depth over a couple star players. And so I so I guess we'll segue into another another section here. I I'm looking at the division standings and I look at the American League East. And the last place team is the Boston Red Sox. Mm -hmm. And yet the Boston Red Sox aren't that much worse than anyone in the AL Central. What's going on there? Why are the Cleveland Guardians, the Twins, the the White Sox? I'm not going to mention the Royals or Tigers because I think they're too far gone. Yeah, they're they're gone. But why – why is this such a tight knit race with these three, but yet everyone in the AL East seems to be a lot better than them? Is that just does that happen every year? Is that are you basically asking what's making how there's so many better teams in the East than there are in the Central? Yeah, you can put it that way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so really with the East, you know, you have the Yankees who just spend tons of money. They're always in the mix. They haven't been able to really break through in a long time. Sells in elementary school is the last time that they won a World Series. Um, But, you know, they've been competitive every year. Uh, Toronto, they had a really smart, good rebuild around uh, Vlad Jr. Um, They got um, Bo Bichette is really good. Alec Manoa, their star pitcher right now, who you saw pitch against the Mariners. He's a great pitcher as well. Um, and then they went out and they signed guys like George Springer, who's a big part. He's an outfielder who's a big part of that Astros team that won the World Series. Really, so like um, they found a good balance of basically developing through the minors and once they were ready to compete, they were aggressive in signing good players who were um, ready to help out, ready to contribute to a winning team. Tampa Bay, they're always really good. Uh, you never know how because you've never heard of anybody on their team ever, but they're just so smart. They're the smartest team in baseball. They always have been. Even if they don't seem to have any players, they find a way to be in the playoff race. Um, Baltimore, I think Baltimore is kind of lucky this year. I hate to say it, I love the Baltimore, but I think they're, it's, they're kind of a fluke right now. Um, I think that's why they still, even though they were contending, they decided to sell 
um, some of their assets at the trade deadline because they're still thinking long game. I think they know that, you know, if they continue to sell, continue to get good prospects, good returns for guys they weren't going to keep on expiring deals, that they'd be better in the long run. And this Boston team, they're just not – I thought it was odd they were so good last year because they don't really have that a ton of talent, I don't feel like. Um, I mean, they have Xander Bogarts, who's good. They got J.D. Martinez on an expiring deal. Um, You know, they've got some good players. Chris Sales hurt their top pitcher. I don't know. I just don't think there's a ton of talent there, but I think last year they were able to do well because they have a really good manager in Alex Cora who was the assistant, um, basically the assistant coach to A.J. Hinch, who's the current Detroit Tigers coach, um, when the Astros won the World Series. Or no. Yeah, no, when the Astros won the World Series, he was the bench coach. Then the next year, as a first-year manager, he went over to the Red Sox, and then he won a World Series with them. So I think they're very smartly run in terms of like the managers that they have, but they don't have a ton of talent right now. Um, when it comes to the central, a lot of these teams just aren't very good. Really, the teams that were supposed to finish first and second, that were projected to finish first and second, were the Chicago White Sox and the Tigers. They're supposed to be the two best teams. That's why Tigers fans have been so angry this year, is because the Tigers were supposed to be good, and they're 43 and 70. Um, they're supposed to be talented. They're supposed to be good. This White Sox team, they've got good talent. But a lot of them, they've had bad luck with injuries. And they also have an idiot as a manager. Tony LaRussa is like, he's just like, he's just this old man. Like, there's literally a video of him last week falling asleep during a game. He's just terrible. He's a terrible signing. So I think that's kind of biting them in the butt. Yeah. Um, but Cleveland and Minnesota, they're both very kind of like smart teams, smart organizations. They're not great, but they're always solid. The Twins having Carlos Correa, who's debatably like one of the best shortstops in the league, is big too. Cleveland doesn't have anyone soup that stands out. They do have Terry Francona, um, manager who was with the Red Sox for a long time. So really, you know, I think they're. I think it really just comes down to um, there's just more star power in the East. Um, this kind of tends to happen. The Central is never strong. Um, the East is tends to be more strong because you usually have Toronto's usually not that great. Baltimore's usually not that great, but you always have the Yankees and Red Sox who are competitive and the Rays are always competitive as well. So I wouldn't say it's super unusual. I think it's not a surprise. The East is way better than the central this year, but. Okay. Yeah. Because I, it just seems like, yeah, the AL East light years ahead of the central and it also kind of seems that maybe not to the same extent but the nl east and the nl central are pretty similar but in in that relationship but what's uh in your opinion ben who is the most overrated team and who is the most underrated team in baseball right now hmm I'll, I will go by say probably the most overrated right now has got to be the Yankees because they're just – yeah, they have the one of the best records in baseball, but yet there's something – something's happening and that something is not good. So I 
can't help but think that they're probably the most overrated team. In in that regard, I also uh, I'll probably say as well. I'll probably say the White Sox as well, to your point, that they uh-huh. really should be a lot better, especially because they had a really good year last year. And mm-hmm. I'll say I'll say those two teams, and you can – I don't have much of an analysis, but you, I'll go with those two, the Yankees and the White Sox. And I'll go underrated. I'm going to go with my, my Mariners. That's right. Uh-huh. They're, mine. They're mine now. That's like – There we go. I own them. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'll also say the Phillies, like I was saying before, I think those two teams are the most underrated teams in baseball. That they, <laughs> I think if they're in the playoffs, they'll do some damage. There we go. I like that. Right, I think, yeah, give yours. I think for me, one of the most overrated, not because I don't think they're good, but I think some casuals thought, oh, my gosh, once they made that trade, they're – they're star studded They're Cause I mean, I was even talking about how good they are, but I don't think the San Diego Padres are really world series contenders. So for that reason, I think they're overrated. Um, I would say the same with. Um, hmm. Really? They're the one that stands out as the overrated team in my mind, even though I still like them, I still think they're really good. I just don't think they're as good as, people are making them out to be that's why i don't think they're really on the same level as the Dodgers and mets in terms of underrated teams i'm gonna go with tampa bay because they're sitting there they're kind of creeping around that wild card hunt um but they're just always smart they're always good you can't count them out and i'll also say the st louis cardinals they're just always good they always have success in october um no matter what kind of talent or lack of talent they seem to always succeed um so I'm going to go with most overrated right now. I'm going to go with San Diego, but that's not really a knock on them. More just in terms of, I think the hype is going to need to die down a little bit. And then I think the Cardinals and the Rays are the most underrated teams in baseball. I like it. I like, I like what you said about, especially with the Cardinals and the Rays, they're just smart and they have that. They just win. They have that experience come playoff time. So, Which is something the Padres definitely don't have as of recent. No. Uh, or even the Mariners. So I, uh, I like that analysis. So we'll, we'll finish off with one final question here. And because, Ben, you've already touched on who you think will realistically make the World Series mm-hmm. or the, at least the, the championship series in the AL and NL. But – who is the player that people should watch out for come playoff time? Who is the one singular player that people need to not sleep on? They need to keep their eye on him. I like that. If you have uh, one, we're picking only one. Because I know there's a few, but if you had to pick one. It's hard because the ones that stand out to me are guys who I think are really, really good, and I wouldn't say they're probably like underrated. I guess mm. I won't. I won't say underrated, but just like who's who's the guy people should not sleep on. Gotcha. Whether it's um, or not. Give me one sec. I just think. I think 
I am going to... There's so many directions I want to go with, but I feel like all of them are kind of obvious. I'm going to say don't sleep on Clayton Kershaw. I think he's someone that has kind of been ridden off as like, oh, this guy is kind of old. He's kind of getting over the hill. Um, But he's had a fantastic year this year. He started in the All-Star game. So I would go with him as the guy to not sleep on. Um, I think he still has it. He's never been someone who's reliant. He's always been – he's my favorite player, my favorite pitcher, favorite player in baseball. I always tried to pitch like him. Um, He doesn't have overwhelming velocity, but he throws multiple pitches, has good movement on all of them, has good command of the strike zone. Another one for the same reasons as Justin Verlander, but for my answer, I'm going Clayton Kershaw with just honorable mention shout outs to Justin Verlander and then Jacob deGrom for if he's healthy, everyone's screwed. It's just a question of whether he's healthy, but Verlander has been fantastic too. Guys you think would be guys, two guys you think would be over the hill, but aren't. And then one guy who's just been injured, but when is healthy is the best pitcher in baseball. Uh, I was just going to say for our listeners out there, Ben is, a former pitcher himself. So he, it would definitely make sense why his players to watch out for are pitchers. I'm, I'm what about Sean Murphy? Sean Murphy. <laughs> Do you know who he is? <laughs> no, I, I've heard the name, but no, I'm just messing. He's a catcher for the, for the athletics, for the Oakland A's. Yeah. <laughs> just... uh. If the Oakland A's make the playoffs, our podcast will donate a thousand dollars to the Oakland A's. <laughs> yeah. All right. Will, will you go splitsies with me, Ben? Sorry, what? Will you go splitsies with me? If, on what? On on our donation, five hundred, five hundred. If the Oakland A's make the playoffs, we will donate a thousand dollars to the Oakland A's. Sure. Cause it's not happening. So great. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Now, now you're legally bound to do so if it happens. So sounds good. Anyway. Yeah. I think that gives our brief, but sweet baseball analysis. We'll touch back on this once playoffs come around the corner and yeah, don't forget to listen. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to follow us on our social medias just look up our names and you'll probably find it if not well then that's on you so yeah we'll sign off for now